but I was so consumed with what people thought. Thank you for taking the time to be here and to sit through your wife going through her interview. And he was quiet most of the time, too. He didn't say hardly anything. I'm going to cut out all the parts he did. I was that. so engaged <laughs> by her, actually. It was easy not to pipe in. Particularly the ending. Wasn't yeah, that something? The, awesome. Yeah. My goodness. It's almost like she was prepped to do this. I know. <laughs> I had no idea where she was going to go with that answer, no, either. I, I didn't and have I was, any idea where I was And I was leaving. But you, you pulled it all together. That yeah. was fantastic, Stephanie. Yeah. Listen, anyway, JP, where were you born? Oh, I know you were born. What am I talking about? You were born. The 305, <laughs> Miami, Florida. Um, you know, I think Stephanie and I, you know, a lot of people moved to Miami, especially right. from New York in the Northeast. There's very few, like, actual native Miamians. And, and we're, we're, we're two of them. Both of you were. Yeah, both of us, yeah. Okay. So you grew up, how many siblings do you have? So I'm the youngest of five. Five. Give me the rank from the top. Okay, so my oldest brother is actually same parents too. So okay, mind okay, you, oldest brother is eighteen years older than me. Eight. Yeah, my sister is sixteen years older than I am. To the point where she was so motherly to me, it actually was a bit of a problem because my mom at the time was in her forties. So I was, I was much, you know, I was late. Um, and then my next two brothers are twelve and eleven years older than I am. And then I was a big mistake. Eleven years later, definitely. Oui. So I'm going to think, ethnically, your family's Italian. Italian and Spanish. So my mom was, my mom's family is from the Canary Islands, which is roughly half Spanish, half Moroccan. Okay. So kind of Northern African and Spain okay, mixed yeah. together. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy culture. Crazy in a good and somewhat sometimes bad way. Okay. And then my dad's like a fiery Northern Italian guy. So, right. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so what was it like growing up? You were the baby, so you definitely the baby. I was almost grew up like a only child in some ways. Yeah, but not by your parents, yeah. by your sister. Yeah, for she sure. Took care, she took care. Of you. She did. We have an interesting story there too. So in high school, like her high school, she was so fused to me that my mother actually moved her into her own apartment as a senior because you know she was like too attached to me like I don't think anything really you know weird but like maybe my mom was weird but so she got to do her senior year of high school in an apartment so I know wow are you still close to your brother and sister yeah we're very very close I mean it's you know take good care of you you probably watch them go through some issues for sure for sure um all the all the Topinos have their own different set of demons so tell me start telling me your story how was it for you when you were growing up okay so you would imagine that when you have okay so my oldest brother and my sister you know kind of when I was growing up were out of the house obviously and you would imagine that my two brothers closest in age to me as high school kids would not really naturally want to hang out with their five or six year old brother and they were so amazing honestly like they'd take me out on on dates you know like like they'd be on a date and they'd bring their younger brother or they you know they'd take me out and you know for drives and we you know I get to hang out with like these cool high school guys um it was really awesome actually so how did you deal with the kids who were your age uh that's a great question so I think because I was so used to hanging out with older kids that you know obviously I had friends and stuff but it was much different and my older brothers and I used to really rough house. So like they'd get on their knees and we all love boxing. Right. So we'd have like boxing matches and you know, they'd all pretend to be Muhammad Ali right. and give me the business. And so I was maybe a little too rough 
for my for my you know first grade friends so there's a little bit of that yeah kind of like i think i was just joking around and the next thing they'd be crying so we had to be careful with play dates so yeah (laughs) and your parents treated you of course being the baby yeah yeah i was like i was was the princeling of the family did they tell you how much you were getting away with your older brothers and sisters yeah for sure and as i got older like steph says i was raised by wolves but the reality is you know my parents (laughs) You know, my parents were in their late 50s when I was in high school. And lucky for them, I'm the least wild of my four other siblings. So, like, had my older brother been raised like me, it like I it would have been game it over. Would have been game over. You, like, you he might have, like, killed exist. somebody. Yeah, like, so, I mean, yeah, here. exactly. <laughs> so. That is interesting. Yeah. How are mom and dad doing? Uh, so, sadly, because they're so much older and not in great health, my mom passed away my freshman year of university. And it's fine. And then my dad kind of right before we got married. Oh. So, like, when I was, like, in my late 20s. Okay. But you, did, you got to know both of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we had a fantastic relationship. And, the, you know, there's some things that are difficult, but, you know, kind of formative for me. So, my junior, senior year of high school was actually spent you know, driving my mom to her cancer treatments and stuff like that. And it sounds horrible, but like actually the closeness that that creates, you know. Did your brothers and sisters feel jealous of you because you were I don't know about that. I mean, they were really good. Like wherever they were in their lives, they were always back in Miami. So my brother, two of my brothers lived in Los Angeles and my sister and older brother were in Northern Florida. But I mean, we as a family probably spent more time all together then than at any other point. Okay. Actually. And that was because of, who, who went first, your mom? Uh, my mom. So my mom went my freshman year of university. So Steph said we had this interesting college career where I was at two different schools. So I did my first year in Miami, um, not, not at University of Miami, but at a school called Florida International University. And I was going to play baseball. My mom was sick. Um, she wound up passing away. So I stopped playing. I quit almost like before the season even started. So like you know, I did like the first semester of practice and then never played. And then I moved to University of Florida right at like a year, like for my sophomore year, was there for two years. And then my dad had a heart attack, which he survived, um, but he needed help running the business. So I did my senior year again at FIU and that's where I wound up getting my degree from, which actually it's a great school, so there's no problem. Um, But like my senior year of university was actually kind of interesting. I took all of my classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays so I could work full-time for my dad Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What did he do? Uh, he had a construction company. Okay. And constructing what? Uh, <laughs> kind of interesting. So at various points, different things. So my family built all the bridges from Miami to the Florida Keys. So it started with my grandfather and then my uncles do that business. So my dad started as a bridge contractor. He moved to Miami, came, went out of the family business, um, started building houses and hotels. And then when I was in college and came back and worked, we were actually building uh, prefabricated, so modular jails and schools. So you can imagine like there's overcrowding in schools. So they need like, um, you know, auxiliary buildings that you could put up quickly. So that was kind of what we were doing. Prefabricated. And this idiotic 21 year old who happened to be pretty good at math, but not didn't know anything about construction was helping was doing all the pricing because at least once I knew how to read set of plans. I was pretty good at, you know, calculating what was needed and all of that stuff. Wow. So it was kind of cool. So I definitely helped for well, sure. What, what did your other brothers, your brother and your sister study? What were they? What so were they my oldest brother, 
basically studied <laughs> judo and how to be a drug dealer as far as I can tell. So he's still with us. He's 70 and my brother Charlie and I have been paying for him for the last like 15 years, like literally. Ooh, my wife's like rolling her eyes ooh, right now. Paying for him. Like for all his living costs because we don't want him to be a drug dealer oh, and he doesn't really have any okay. other okay, skills okay. necessarily. I hear, I hear. And then my sister um, got married pretty young to a family friend. So her husband, and they're still, they've been married 40 years, I think. She got married at like 23 or four. He's a bit older. I think he was like 36 or 37 when they got married. He's now in his early 80s and my sister's in her late 60s and literally looks 40. Um, so he's taking good care of her. He's taking good care he's of her. Good care of and she's, ta she's taking good care of him too. So they're, they're awesome. How many kids do they have? Uh, they have three boys. Three boys. And they're closer in age to me than my own siblings. So they are basically the, the oldest is only eight years younger than me. And they're eight. They're the ultimate Irish twins. So eight, nine, and ten years younger than me. And then my closest brother in age is 11 years older than me. So did you grow up with them? I did grow up with them. They're, I kind of really? consider them my, my brothers also. And we spent a lot of time together. They're probably honestly. So that's how she got to be able to keep you as one of her kids. For sure. And right. So, so they were in northern Florida. Which, number one. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm seeing. That yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Pretty cool. And we have, a, I mean, my nephews and I, so I have this joke, which is not really a joke. joke. You know, I'm, right. I'm a gregarious person who has a lot of acquaintances, but not that many close friends. Right. So I always say I have nine friends that, and they're my friends, right? And my nephews are three of them. So there's not a lot of room. And I've had the I've had one of my best friends passed away. So okay. the younger, the older brother of her best friend, he had a motorcycle accident. Oh. But I've had the same three best friends since I was like nine, eight. Yeah, so like forty something years. So yeah. So do, who who do you think really stimulated your family to be close as they are? Or what what do you think made you decide to have a family that would be close? Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's conditioning. Like, I was raised that way. And, you know, we have a, what a, was the, what was the we have a wide variety. Like, okay. you know, so I told you I have my, my older brother who's like a mess and has always been, right? Yeah. And then my sister who, you know, been married for 40-something years, has great kids, really great marriage, but has also had her own struggles. The brother who's next in age to me um, actually founded a part of the company that I still work for. So he's very successful. And then my brother, just above him, who probably I was the closest with that in my mind, passed away. Um, so that was actually also formative. So rules to the rules to the Topinos. We don't have cancer in our family, but if you smoke, you're going to get lung cancer and die. So it, Oh, that's, that's, so, that's really yeah, that definitely happens in my family. And if you don't, well, do you're you pretty, smoke? no way. I mean, even though there's a big spread in age, it's almost made us closer in some ways because we don't have, like I look at Stephanie's relationship with her sister and there's a lot of, you know, I think typical sibling like fighting with each other, which I see with my kids. I don't really have that because my brothers and sisters are so, so much older. You're always protecting you. Right, exactly. So I didn't have the, you know, he's a pain in the butt or whatever. Yeah. So how did that affect you? I'm wondering. So with your kids, no. how? What was your position more than kids? Who was the discipline? Uh, definitely my wife. Definitely my wife. Even with your sons? Uh, yeah, I would say there's things that you can't cross, like be disrespectful to an adult or disrespectful to your mom, right. and you come across me. That's but right. because the way I was raised or not raised, as Stephanie would say, I, you know, I didn't have, like my rules in high school were call if you weren't coming home, <laughs> not you know. 
<laughs> like, what was your curfew? My curfew was tomorrow, <laughs> but don't scare your parents. You know, I grew up in Miami, which is actually a pretty violent city. So if you didn't call and but didn't you, come and home. So you're so young. Yeah. Your parents were already. Yeah. They, you, there's five of you, right? Yeah. So they already had four. Right, and they had four terrors, man. One, one, we lose one. Hey, we're good, we're good. Exactly, we got plenty, man. That was not how I was raised. I know because there's two of you. Right, so everyone was on your case. So we still have, you know, we have like a mismatch of how we were raised, and you know, Steph, you know, after her father left, you know, it's really a house full of girls. And even though I have a sister who's kind of the disciplinarian of my life, she's a guy. That's what's so cool had, about her. She she's like, brothers. right. She's she's definitely a guy, which is kind of like what my daughter is like that too. You can tell that she's she raised with like two rough boys because right. that's what she is. Yeah, bring so, it on. She exactly. Said, bring it on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That of my siblings, my sister's the one you don't want to cross. That's right. Honestly, man. Bring it on. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So, so okay. So what were you interested in when you were young? Uh, Your brothers are taking you out. See, I'm trying to figure out what kind of lifestyle you had. Your brothers are taking you to a for you, I mean, senior things right. that you'd have to be a teenager to get involved with. Yeah. And you're still an adolescent, basically. Well, almost were, a child. A child, Honestly. Yeah. Like, I remember visiting my brothers in at when they were in university. So my older brother, well, my brother who's closest, second closest in age, David, played soccer at a school called Univers- uh, Mercer in Georgia. But he had a long-term girlfriend at the same time, so he lived with his girlfriend. And I remember, you know, I was like, 10 and he'd smoke these really funny smelling cigarettes which he called cherry cigarettes but obviously it was they were joints <laughs> and so so i did have like this interesting thing and i you know i'm like this sheltered boy from miami what year is this what year are we talking uh, we were probably talking like 1980 81 82 like in there he didn't try to get you to smoke it. No, of course not. Okay, of course he, not but he was smoking it but he definitely didn't she, care that i was around because these are cherry cigarettes man because I knew smoking was bad, but these weren't. Because and he was just an early adopter. Because they weren't bad, actually. <laughs> right, okay. My goodness. So I had like experiences like that, and you know they took. You know I was there, and he took me to his. You know friends had this lake house in Georgia, and I'd never you know been water skiing in a lake in Georgia. Like it's like all these kind of. How old are you? This, this is like t- same 10, 11, 12, Like just a kid, man. When did you start driving? Uh. Legally, when I was like 15, no, but I mean, I mean before, when oh yeah, like my, my my family let me drive as soon as I could like actually safely reach the reach pedals, the pedals and, stuff, and stuff. Yeah, so probably probably realistically, well, I can't barely reach the pedals now, but you know, 10, 11, 12, same time. So That's interesting. Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. So, what are some of the things that you remember doing that you really enjoyed outside of meeting your wife that you have now? That was a highlight in your life. Yeah, you know, that was that was the highlight in my life. So it's interesting, like you know, she told you our origin story, right, which is right. you know definitely Florida style. So let's hear it from your viewpoint. Um, okay, so from my viewpoint, um, Steph will say that she didn't like me at all in high school, like literally didn't like me. Um, I probably had a indifference too strong of a word. Like Stephanie was my best friend's younger sister best or one of her best friends so Amy Bloom who I'm still really close to because that was part of my family like Charlie was my best friend and Amy was his little sister and you know that was the house you hung out with so I always knew Stephanie and I had no opinion I just thought she was one of you know my best friend's little sister's friends so I didn't have a negative opinion I didn't just didn't have much opinion Um, when our parents started dating um, 
I thought it was a bit weird, but I would kind of, because I'm from like a family that's close, I think I've, I feel like I made an effort and her sister Jennifer and I, I, I think got pretty close immediately, or at least she did, definitely didn't hate me. <laughs> I didn't realize Stephanie's strong feelings until you know she let it be known you know several months later um oh, really? but yeah, really so when you when you approached her you didn't yeah you, I just, you, I, you thought it was she was as chilled as you were yeah kind of and you know like well, I, how did she tell you how did you find out that she was well like, she'd like not show up to like dinners like you know i'd cook, <laughs> I'd cook for for susan who's her mom and my dad sometimes because we we're like in this you know it was summer so i lived and my our parents lived together so that's where i lived <laughs> in the summer so like you know I'd cook him dinner and then Steph wouldn't be at dinner and it, then it became pretty obvious she didn't want to be around and my friend Stephanie's mom loves my friends who also used to come over for dinner and just hang out and drink beers with my dad right. and then Steph would never be there so it's becoming clear um, there's a couple turning points after spending a lot of time with each other she talked about that dinner party we threw for her mom but we also have a pretty similar sense of humor um, Steph's a lot smarter than I am, but we could have, I think, relative to the boyfriends that she had, I was a lot smarter than them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we wound up getting closer. You know, we, we watched, um, God, what, what, was, what was the movie? The Peter Sellers, Dr. Strange Love, which is kind of a cult classic. And I think she was shocked that it was one of my favorite movies, which is kind of funny. He tell how hungover. I couldn't even remember what it was called. Um, and she's like, oh, man. And then, you know, we started, you know, we started watching movies and hanging out together a lot more. And then, you know, one fateful trip to Daytona Beach for one of my, one of my nephew's uh, bar mitzvahs. Um, we tried it on for size. <laughs> it was pretty. It I thought yeah, it, it fit, fit pretty well. That's good. That's good. So, That's and sweet. she, I think she may have thought it was like a one-time thing. I, I didn't. I mean, I, you know, I, I, because of the couple years that we'd spent together, I did realized that Stephanie was obviously a lot more interesting, more engaging um, than you, people that I dated up till then. Who you were, saw this, you knew that was going to be the one? Did you I didn't know that? if I'd be the one, but I definitely knew that was somebody that I wanted to spend, spend, spend time, time with and, and get yeah. to know and see when if it went When did you know she was the one? When did you decide, hey, did you, did you ask her to be your wife? Yeah, for time? sure. But it took a long time, but also we were really young at the time, but I would say within like six months of oh, kind of yeah. dating each other. So we started dating when I was 21 and she was 20. Okay. Um, and then at that time, I'd come back from University of Florida and she was still there. So, we, you know, we had five or six hours of driving distance between us. So we didn't see each other a lot until kind of that following summer and that year. And then I started working immediately. I was fortunate enough to get a job. And then she had her senior- What your father's company? Uh, no, by that time I, I'd, I'd moved into kind of real estate finance. So I'm actually still working. You know, there's been a lot of evolutions over time, but I'm like the typical Japanese employee in that I started with a company called Secured Capital in the United States in 1993. So I was 22 years old. And until we merged with my current company, which is called PAG, there, I was the president of Secured Capital Japan in 2011, which is a public company in Japan. So that's, you know, 18 years in the same company. And then PAG, which is my current company, is just a merger of Pacific Alliance and Secured Capital Japan. So theoretically, I've had a career that started in 1993 with the same company. And with, with the same company. So coming on 30 years. Did your position change? 
Yeah, well, I started as a junior, most junior analyst. Right. And, you know, I'm the pr group president of a company that has, you know, 800 employees now. Okay. So, yeah, it's changed a no, lot. But I mean, but when you were at the company before it merged, you were the president. That yeah, I was the president of, of, yeah, now I have three. It's a little different. So mm -hmm. I was definitely the top person right. of the secured firm. capital Japan. Right. Now I'm in a partnership with three other people. So we have, okay. a, we have a real estate business, which obviously I run. We have a hedge fund business that one of my other partners runs, and we have I a see. private equity business. So we have three partners that so manage So you have autonomy it. with your area, I understand. Yeah. Your whole area. And then area. we run the business as a partnership. I see. Which has been great, honestly. A little less pressure. How, long, how much longer do you think you'll be doing this? Do you <sighs> see that, or do you ever see it ending? Yeah, I can definitely see it ending. Like, in my yeah. life goals, you know, kind of 50, 52 was the time that I was going to transition to do, you know, spend, do a little bit more charity, maybe maybe start up a restaurant for high-risk youth. Realistically, we've got... For, an, for what? For high-risk youth. High-risk, okay. Yeah, that, that's kind yeah. of my passion and my goal. Um, I think that's probably three or four years away, and I'm really hoping that I still have enough energy. But how old are you now? Huh? Uh, 52. 52. So I'm still quite young, but right. that's a very challenging job. Like it's physically demanding, so. right? It's a little yes. different. And you want to, so that, so you're talking about going back to the States in order to do that? Yeah. Oh, so you are going to be leaving. At some point, for sure. Oh. Yeah, so right now, yeah. our, our <laughs> lives are kind of seven, eight months in what I'd call Asia, because I don't spend all my time in Japan. I spend Singapore and Hong Kong too, but in Asia and four or five months in the U.S. So we're three months over the summer, a month over the Christmas holidays, and then usually another half a month over time. Mm -hmm. I think it will just flip to where I'm in Asia five months and in the U.S. seven months. Mm -hmm. I gotta talk to my partners about that, so I'm not gonna put them on this uh, podcast. Because you're not gonna put them on the podcast. No, I'm not gonna let them see the podcast. How can you stop them? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't talk. Wait, do you want that to be in? Or? No, I'm kidding. No, okay, totally okay, fine. Okay. So basically, it'll okay, just good. flip flop the time. And COVID made it a lot easier for me to figure out how my company ran with me not around all the time. So, mm -hmm. because prior to that, you ha you were actually just hitting the office, going to the office, going to the yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. But COVID made you see that you could actually run it and do it online. Run it a little bit more remotely. I mean, right. and I think I'm pretty disciplined, honestly. Um, it's no problem for me to be in Colorado and make sure I'm blocking kind of that afternoon, evening time, which gives me five or six hours with Asia. And if I don't have people running into my office all the time, I can do 10 hours of work in like four hours in a you know descriptive kind of way like right. that. So. so what happened with your father? I'm just curious about your father, yep. the, the, the construction company. Did you maintain that or did you guys end up? No, we wound up, we wound up folding, folding it up. I mean, you know, he wound up passing away suddenly, but even, by, even then he was kind of, we were winding it down. Because my dad was, you know, late 60s. I didn't really want to work. That's a hard business. Like, it's physically hard. So, I mean, even though he's not the guy sling, slinging, know, the, slinging the five-pound exactly. sledge and stuff, but you're still walking around. around, right? And you're on sure. forklift, and you're doing all that stuff. That's so true. we were kind of winding it down anyway. Wow. So. so where are you at right now? Does, you, just, you just summed up where you are yeah. right now, where you're going to be going. Let me ask you this. Yep. This is how I usually wind up the, yep. the podcast. You heard me ask you why. Yep. So I'm going to ask you now. Being the baby of the family, yeah. my goodness, and you're raised by... Not your mother so much, yeah. more or less your sister. My older sister, yeah. Did you start calling your sister mommy? No, no, I would never. That's too disrespectful to my mom. I know, you but, think? Was your, but your mom was stepping in. That's why she put yeah, her away. Yeah. I, I don't think, that happened when I was like one, so I'm assuming I wasn't doing that. But I do feel like there was probably, at least from my mother's perspective, an unhealthy bond there that's like, was a little too close. Right, right. 
it's really good though with my mom gone that I have that kind of relationship with my sister. So I still have like somebody, you know, that I can call up and you know, anytime, yeah, com- complain about my wife too. <laughs> <laughs> somebody to give you a woman's side of it. Exactly. I'd go from that end. Exactly. If you were to go back in time, yeah, yeah, and you can pick the time, yeah. Knowing what you know now, what kind of advice would you give the young? Okay, so I'm gonna go age? way back because yeah. I was, and this probably explains why my wife didn't like me in high school. I was not a nice, I was not nice. Like I thought I was really cool. And you know, I was, you know, baseball player, football player, you know, the smart jock, but I was actually quite mean to people and a little bit of a bully, not like terribly, but a bit looking back. What age are you? Uh, 17 to even the first couple years of college. And it definitely coincides with my mom being sick and stuff. I think it unleashed some anger in me, but I was so, consumed with what people thought and actually I think I know that they thought I was an asshole but I thought they maybe thought I was the coolest guy ever I would go back and tell that kid to be yourself because I think I was a late very late bloomer Um, I think Steph taking a chance on me even when I was like 21 and turning the corner a bit I was still that happened right after my family gave me literally like a sit down of you can't drink like this you can't you know you can't get in fights. You're, you know, you're an adult now. Um, literally, like an intervention. At my, say, who was it? Who, who was doing this? My three brothers, including the really bad one, <laughs> and my dad. And without stat, like I will tell you, I can't give you any things that were that I would change from the point I met Stephanie. This sounds really corny, I know, but she changed my life in a in a great way. And I would go, I would. I feel like there's four or five years there where I wasn't the person that I should, that I am. I'm not that person, but I was probably unilaterally awful. Luckily, I have the same best friends and they kind of were able to live through it. Um, So I would go back and tell that guy, just be yourself, be a nice human being. And uh, it turned out to be fantastic. I I hope so. It's kind of funny. I have, there's a girl who I was not nice to, like not in a, just like she wasn't very attractive and I was really mean to her and I found her on Facebook and really I think gave her a very heartfelt apology and I think I, that oh, it made a huge difference for me and I hope that it made a difference for her That's so uh, thank you so much thanks brother thank you that was wonderful thanks, that's man. why you hug the way you do every time you see people yeah. you're one of the one guys that see every time you do you want to yeah I always want to I always want to hug you somebody in. in fact that's beautiful that's yeah. beautiful I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all on loan. So continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed.